0: Now batting for the Cubs Corner, the host, Anthony Pasquale. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Cubs Corner. Once again, my name is Anthony Pasquale, your host. And as always, this episode is brought to you by Coach's Bar and Grill on the northwest side of Chicago, located at 6169 North Northwest Highway. You can get great food, have a great time over there. And they also deliver food on Grubhub, so you don't even have to leave your house to get some coaches' bar and grill food. Today we've got a nice episode lined up. We're usually all Cubs all the time here, but I want to start with a story that's just absolutely swallowed the MLB, and that's the sign-stealing scandal. I know we visited it a couple of times on this podcast with the Astros banging a garbage can, After using a monitor set in center field to figure out what pitch was coming, they would bang on the garbage can to let their hitters know if it was an off-speed pitch or a fastball coming, thus making it very easy for the Astros to hit at home, which is where the sign-stealing took place. And it believes to have been started in 2017 with the team that won the World Series. Then Alex Cora who was the bench coach in 2017 for the Astros, went to the Red Sox in 2018 and brought some of that cheating with him. So the Red Sox are under investigation. And a couple of the players that have moved on to after-baseball roles that have been tied to it, like Carlos Beltran, has also been under investigation. So after Ken Rosenthal and a few other people from The Athletic and even John Boyd reported and made this story huge, what happened was the MLB was forced to investigate and then deliver some punishments. So those punishments were as follows. A $5 million fine to the Astros organization, which is the largest fine the MLB can um, give at this point in time. Uh, manager of the Astros, A.J. Hinch, was suspended for a year, as, as well as the gen- general manager, Jeff Lunau. They also lost their first and second round picks in the 2020 and 2021 drafts. However, the dominoes began to fall after that. The president of baseball operations for the Astros decided to fire A.J. Hinch and Jeff Lunau, and now they are looking for another manager and general manager. The Red Sox agreed to mutually part ways, but that essentially means fire their manager, Alex Cora. And the Mets manager, Carlos Beltran, who hasn't even managed a game yet for them, was let go by the team due to his involvement with this scandal Obviously not a great look for baseball, but it's good that they are finally getting to the bottom of it and delivering some punishments. Now it is even believed that the Astros used electronic buzzers taped to the inside of their jersey on their shoulder to declare what pitch was coming in the playoffs because it was too loud for them to hear the garbage can banging. So it seems like these teams are doing anything they can to win, even if it is cheating, and the MLB is looking to get to the bottom of it. It all started with uh, Mike Fryer's pitcher for the Astros during that time putting a face to this, making it kind of get the ball rolling, and then some great sports journalism um, to pull the story out. So on that topic, you want to talk about, is the punishment harsh enough? Personally, this is how I view it. I view there's a bunch of students in a classroom, and they're cheating on a test with somebody outside the room banging on the locker one bang is for A on a multiple choice test, two bangs is for B, three bangs is for C, four bangs is for D. Something like that. And as a result, the teacher of the class and the principal of the school get punished. Doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. I think if these players are the ones benefiting from the cheating and the players are the ones actually cheating, then I think the players deserve some of the punishment. I do think that the punishments delivered were harsh. I just don't necessarily believe they were delivered to the right place, and I don't know about that, but I do think that these punishments should be enough for future cheating to be prevented, which I think is the ultimate goal from the MLB. Uh, Anthony Rizzo actually spoke to the media today and said he can say with 100% certainty that the Cubs did none of that, which is good, you know. You wait 108 years for a World Series, you want to win it the right way. You don't want to win it because of cheating. And Rizzo, who is the Cubs captain and Cubs leader, made it 100% certain that the Cubs did not partake in any of that. However, there is another Cubs tie to it. Um, You Darvish, you know, in the 2017 World Series, right before he was about to hit free agency, he got rocked in the World Series by the Astros and was told to be a pitch tipper that he was tipping his pitches, making it really easy for the Astros to hit. But now we know it was because the Astros were stealing signs and they knew what was coming from Darvish. So as a result, pitchers like Darvish have this this record, their ERA, their stats, their persona that if you're going to go sign them, do you really want to? If they just got rocked in the World Series, do you want to sign a guy who tips his pitches? You, Darvish, probably made a lot less money than he could have if that didn't happen. And you listen to guys like Dan Plesak and Brian Kenny on MLB Network point out the fact that there's so many pitchers that are trying to stay afloat in the MLB, trying to make a difference. And then they have to go play the Houston Astros with so many talented players. Plus they're cheating. There's no chance those guys can can live off of just talent alone to stay in the MLB. You know, a lot of these guys end up getting punished for it, which stinks because you know maybe there was talent maybe maybe darvish would have been world series mvp or or played very well or something like that but as a result a lot of these pitchers don't get the same um stats that they would have don't get the same respect around baseball as they would have if they played against teams that were taking it fair which kind of stinks but i think that's where we'll leave that topic i think darvish has moved on and he's a better pitcher now better person now and the Cubs are glad to have them. So speaking of the Cubs, let's talk a little Cubs. The Cubs recently this week reached arbitration, or avoided arbitration, I should say, with all six of their arbitration-eligible players. All six of those players will get a raise for the upcoming season. Um, from top to bottom, Chris Bryant avoided arbitration with $18.6 million a year. Javi Baez with 10. Million dollars a year. Kyle Schwarber made a little over seven million dollars a year. Wilson Contreras with four and a half million dollars a year. Albert Almora got bumped up to 1.575 million dollars a year. And Kyle Ryan avoided arbitration with 975 thousand. Now, if you say the Cubs haven't spent any money, you're probably right. But they've spent now 42 million dollars in terms of arbitration raises. So. They actually haven't shaved as much payroll as you might have think. The luxury tax is set at 208 million, and they currently sit at 214, I believe. Now with these arbitration-eligible players. However, I will say that all these deals: 18 million for Chris, 10 for Javi, 7 for Schwarber, 4.5 for Wilson Contreras. Those are bargains. Those guys could all be making 20 million dollars a year or more, and the Cubs have them for less. So you gotta maximize on that and try to get as much wins as you can, which is what the Cubs' goal is now for 2020. But it, it is no secret that the Cubs have not spent any money outside of the team they already have. Sure, they've made some minor league deals, but in terms of major league guaranteed contracts, they're one of three teams that have spent zero dollars this offseason. The Rockies and the Pirates join them at the bottom of that hill. And It's difficult for Cubs fans to watch a team decline from 95 to 84 wins and then have an offseason where they do nothing to change that, make that any better at all. So it's tough to watch for Cubs fans, but I think a couple of dominoes that we'll get to in a couple minutes have fallen in place where we might see some movement, some trades, some signings in the next couple of days and weeks ahead. And as I mentioned, those dominoes, one of them is the Chris Bryant grievance that still has not been decided whether he will be a free agent after the coming season or the season after that. But a domino that everyone was waiting to fall did um, amidst the news of the sign stealing scandal, it's Josh Donaldson. Josh Donaldson ended up going to the Twins for four years, $92 million deal. So that takes the best third baseman now off the market with Anthony Rendon going to the Angels, Mike Moustakis going to the Reds, Jan Harvest Salarte going to, I believe, the Braves or the Nationals, Starlin Castro, another infielder off the board. A lot of these guys have signed. So teams are now going to move on to the trade market and try to get the best players available there. At third base, that looks to be Chris Bryant and Nolan Arenado, who the Rockies now think they may try to trade. Now it looks like the Rangers, the Nationals, the Braves, the Diamondbacks, the Dodgers, and the Cardinals are interested in making a move for a third baseman. To me, it seems like the best fits for the Cubs to make a trade for Bryant would be the Braves or the Nationals, looking for that right-hand bat, Um, a little bit cheaper than Arenado probably, but a little less uh, certainty over time. But definitely something in the short term to maximize efficiency on your team there also has been reported that the diamondbacks are interested in trading for bryant as well as the rangers meanwhile arenado makes about 35 million dollars a year seems like the cardinals are interested in him and there actually has been reports that should the cubs trade chris bryant or decide to move him to the outfield the cubs could be major players for nolan arenado so we could keep an eye on that and as always lurking in these types of mega deals you got to keep an eye on the dodgers so we can see how all that plays out. But with Donaldson going and the service time grievance expected to be decided in the upcoming days, we could see a little bit of movement on the market for the third basemans, which include Chris Bryant. Now you all know where I stand. I'd prefer not to trade him. I think he's a great player. I think he does a lot of things consistently well that doesn't necessarily get a lot of credit for. And you know he made such a huge impact on the 2016 team and that brought us all a World Series for the first time. I think he's a guy that you kind of owe it to, to, to give him a little bit, have him stay in town. Guys like Rizzo, Bias, same boat there. Um, I don't know if I'm ready to say goodbye to Chris Bryan yet, especially because I think he can perform at an all-star slash MVP type level for at least you know five, six more years. That's my stance. I also don't think as a guy who came in as the best prospect and Highly rated prospect almost ever, and you trade him for a bunch of prospects, all you could hope to get out of them is what he is. So that's kind of where I stand. But if the Cubs were to trade him, I would love for them to to maximize that deal, get an Austin Riley and a Max Fried from the Braves, maybe a Victor Robles from the Nationals, and then pull the trigger on a Nolan Arenado trade, and, and the Cubs' lineup actually looks better. So that would be my best case scenario if the Cubs have to move him. But as David Ross said today, You should expect to see Chris on the Cubs opening day lineup until you hear otherwise. And I think that's what we should all expect to do. Here's one guy who will not be on the Cubs opening day roster, Tony Kemp. Tony Kemp dealt to the A's by the Cubs for Alfonso Rivas, an infield prospect, who's a pretty good hitter. They believe they can find a diamond in the rough here. Um, Here's a theory of mine. I think maybe... Uh, because of Kemp's involvement with the 2017 Astros. Maybe the Cubs just wanted no part of anybody who took part in that and they wanted to get rid of him. Either way, they think they found a great prospect in return, so that's a good sign for the Cubs. But they still have not made any major league deals, so keep an eye on that. And if any come, of course, we will break it. Um, Any big signings or big trades, we'll have an emergency podcast up right away. And here's another guy who won't be on the Cubs' opening day roster next year. That's Steve Ciszek. He had a couple of years pitching for the Cubs and almost every single day warming up for the bullpen. He's actually going to stay in Chicago. He signed a deal with the Chicago White Sox, who are making a ton of moves this offseason, which is also kind of hard to swallow for Cubs fans. Cubs fans seem to, or The Cubs team seems to be on a little bit of a decline, and the organization is not doing anything to kind of propel that back up. And you look on the other side of town and you got Edwin Encarnacion, Yasmani Grandal, Steve Csiak coming over, Nomar Mazara. A lot of moves on the south side. Should be interesting and fun for baseball nonetheless. And speaking of Chicago, the Cubs have their Cubs convention, their annual Cubs convention in Chicago this weekend, tomorrow, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. It's going to be fun. Chris Bryant is going to be there, which was one of the guys that was rumored to. Maybe not be, maybe he'd be traded by then, but he'll be there. be interested to see what he'll say. Ryan Dempster always puts on a great show. He was a guest on our podcast before. Love what he does over there. Get to see the current cubs and some legend cubs come together for a you know a great day or a great weekend of fun and celebrating the cubs. Looks like Ricketts is not going to be talking to the media or the the fans in that little um question and answer that they usually do, but nonetheless lot to celebrate in this Cubs organization that, in fact, won a World Series the right way, and I think that's the main thing we can take away from this episode. If you want to watch this episode, future episodes, or past episodes, you can find them on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, or, of course, the Cubs HQ website, but for now, my name is Anthony Pasquale. Thank you all for joining us. Hope you enjoyed the episode, and thank you all for coming to the Cubs Corner.